Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, 7 through 9. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now you have to be careful. We all talk about in Uh, understanding the Bible, context, context, context. We all talk about being careful that we understand the original audience, the original context. Yes, 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 and amen. But it is quite possible that when you're going through something, the Lord might quicken a verse to your situation. He might give you something from Isaiah, something from Jeremiah, something from a psalm, and it becomes yours. And I would tell you, make it yours. Put it in your pocket. I'm not talking about abusing it or wrenching it out of its context, but I've had moments in my life, I'm sure you have as well, because I'm looking at a lot of serious Bible students here. You've been praying about something, you open your Bible and you feel like a verse leapt off the page. And then you say, was that really for me? Well, apparently the writer of Hebrews thought Joshua 1.5 and Psalm 118 verse 6 was for the Hebrew church. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying... We, we can take some liberty or some freedom in, yes, the Lord can do that. He can apply a verse in Joshua to you, a psalm, a proverb to you, to guide you or to build you or edify you in a moment where you need to hear from the Lord. I will tell you, there was a night I was actually sitting at my desk and I literally prayed these words, Lord, I need to hear from you. And I heard, you've got mail. And a friend sent me an encouraging Bible verse. And he told me that the Lord had put me on his heart and that verse on his heart and felt compelled to send it at that moment. The Lord knows who you are, where you are, and how to reach you, and what mail you may need to read. (laughs) Amen? So that can happen. Now, again, I will preface it by saying, be careful, you know, make sure you're, you're uh, double-checking things and all of that, but I also think there's a beauty in what the writer of Hebrews does right here. He's saying, look, you can apply this most beautiful promise, I will never leave you, I will, no, I will never fail you or forsake you. You can make it yours, and I will tell you that these, this particular promise should be yours tonight. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? You can claim that. That's yours. Amen? I I can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I can confidently say the Lord will never leave me, nor will he ever forsake me. I can confidently say he is with me. He will not fail me or forsake me. In a world where change is inevitable, and the one thing that we know is going to happen is change, the Lord says, I won't fail you. I'm not going anywhere. Now, he says, I want you to remember those though, who led you and notice uh, what kind of leaders they, these uh, leaders were. They were those who spoke the word of God to you. I want you to remember the influential leaders of your life. Now, some of my influential, influential leaders are gone. Dr. Walter Martin who wrote The Kingdom of the Colts, is long gone. He died in the 80s. J. Vernon McGee died in the 80s. 
you know, recently Charles Stanley passed away. Adrian Rogers went home to be with the Lord. We, we can, some of us who, who have been around for a long time and listened to Christian radio for a long time, we've lost a lot of good pastors. A lot of faithful men. A lot of men who I didn't know personally, but who poured the word of God into my life. And some that are getting older, like Chuck Swindoll, for example. Did you hear Chuck Swindoll's story in the McDonald's drive-thru? Did you hear what it happened? He was in the drive-thru and he said that there was a young person behind him and started getting impatient as he was about to order and honking the horn and kind of rushing him. So in an act of benevolence, he went up to the window and he decided to pay for her food. Uh, you know, so he paid for her, his meal and hers, and somehow it got announced to her by the other person at the window, and she waved and was, you know, very apologetic. And so he pulled up to get his food, and he showed both receipts, and he took his food and her food and forced her to go back through the drive through again. And he said the lesson that needed to be learned that day was don't honk at old people. We've been around a long time, and we know how to play the game. So uh, for what that's worth. Anyway, amen. So those who led you, those who spoke the word of God to you, I would tell you that any good leader in your life is going to be someone who speaks the word of God to you. Not their opinion, not just trying to give you, you know, uh, a motivational speech. Anybody can do that. But someone who's been faithful to the word of God, who's poured God's word in you, because his word is, chapter 4 of Hebrews, living and active and sharp, and it goes deep and it does its work. And so those are the ones that I want you to remember. Sometimes we quickly forget faithful people in our lives. I, I think back to a time when I was a younger Christian, and I had some strategic men uh, one was an associate pastor named Bob Stemson. And I was in my 20s. I was a, a new Christian, but I had a lot of zeal and a lot of fire. And Bob did some one-to-one -one discipleship with me and poured into my life. And Bob was a great one-on-one uh, discipler. He was the, the guy, if you were sick, you wanted Bob to visit you in the hospital. He wasn't a pulpit preacher, and he knew that wasn't his gift, but he was really good with people. And he took probably a good three months pouring into my life uh, the basics of the Christian faith. And I, I can tell you, uh, there was a, a woman named Beverly Parr. I preached for the first time in the church. I was, I think, in my mid-20s at the time. And Beverly wrote me a note. And she was, the, I think, the choir director at a church in Orange at the time. And she was a very godly woman, and she was very gifted in music. And she said, I believe that you're supposed to become a pastor. And I believe you have a teaching gift and you need to follow it. And I held on to that note for a long time. And she was really an encouragement to me. And she's since gone home to be with the Lord. Uh, maybe you can reflect, some of you who have been Christians for years, of uh, faces that maybe you've forgotten about that, you know, long ago took some time, met you for coffee did a Bible study with you, taught you the basics of the faith. I mean, these are things to celebrate. And the writer's saying, look, I know things are difficult right now, but I want you to think back on those who led you, verse 7, 
who spoke the word of God to you. And I want you to consider the result of their conduct. Now, they, they weren't just preachers of the word, but they lived the word. They conducted themselves in keeping with the word. And what's your point, you might say, writer of Hebrews? Well, you, my point is this. I want you to remember, consider, and imitate their faith. This is a, the, where we get the English word mimic their faith. Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, follow me as I follow Christ. It, it's good to have human leaders that uh, we make sure they're following Christ. And then it's not, not a bad thing to link arms with someone who's seasoned and following the Lord. Amen. It's good to have a mentor. It's good to have a discipler. It's good to have, you know, uh, there's a proverb that says, he who walks with the wise will be wise. Amen. If you keep companies, company with fools, you're going to be a fool. You keep company with the wise, you'll be wise. Bad company corrupts good morals. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. So it does matter um, who leads you, who you listen to. And, of course, we're talking about the fact that leaders, though, they come and go. There's a memorial marker to John Wesley in Westminster Abbey. It bears the inscription, quote, God buries his workmen but carries on his work. Memories of godly leaders help best when they turn us to the one who never changes and the one who never needs to be replaced. We've learned in the book of Hebrews that Jesus has a priesthood which will not be passed on to another. It's a permanent priesthood, right? According to the order of Melchizedek. There will never be a replacement for Jesus. Amen? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, to skip ahead just for a moment to verse 9, I told you two verses about leadership, and there's more coming up, but we won't go there tonight. He says, don't be carried away by varied and strange teachings. The temptation when godly leadership, especially Good uh, Bible teaching leadership maybe gets replaced. Maybe someone coming in with some strange teachings comes in. Perhaps this is why some people were more tempted to apostatize or go back to uh, the old covenant. Don't be carried away by varied and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. Jesus Christ is really the face of grace, and it's good for your heart to be strengthened by the grace of God or the grace of Christ, not by foods. Now, that would remind us of the Judaizing heresy. For those of you familiar with the book of Galatians, there were Galatian, um, there was pressure on the believers, and they were being told, if you want to be a Christian, You've got to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. And the law of Moses was largely about a menu. It was about foods, sacrifice to idols, about clean and unclean animals. And Jewish believers, who probably meant well, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, were telling Gentile converts, non-Jews, you've got to eat this menu to be saved. You've got to get circumcised to be saved. And the writer of Hebrews says, don't you buy that for a minute. And of course, his audience here is Hebrew, but he's still saying, look, you're free. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open, the gospel is free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal, it's to get better, it's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. You'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Memories of godly leaders help best when they turn us to the one who never changes and the one who never needs to be replaced. We've learned in the book of Hebrews that Jesus has a priesthood which will not be passed on to another. It's a permanent priesthood, right? According to the order of Melchizedek, there will never be a replacement for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, to skip ahead just for a moment to verse 9, I told you two verses about leadership And there's more coming up, but we won't go there tonight. He says, don't be carried away by varied and strange teachings. The temptation when godly leadership, especially good uh, Bible teaching leadership, maybe gets replaced. Maybe someone coming in with some strange teachings comes in. Perhaps this is why some people were more tempted to apostatize or go back to uh, the old covenant. Don't be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. Jesus Christ is really the face of grace, and it's good for your heart to be strengthened by the grace of God or the grace of Christ, not by foods. Now, that would remind us of the Judaizing heresy. For those of you familiar with the book of Galatians, there were Galatian, um, there was pressure on the believers And they were being told, if you want to be a Christian, you've got to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. And the law of Moses was largely about a menu. It was about foods, sacrifice to idols, about clean and unclean animals. And Jewish believers, who probably meant well, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, were telling Gentile converts, non-Jews, you've got to eat this menu to be saved. You've got to get circumcised to be saved. And the writer of Hebrews says, don't you buy that for a minute. And of course, his audience here is Hebrew. 
But he's still saying, look, you're free. You don't need to be hung up on your diet. You need to be strengthened by grace. Jesus is the face of grace, not by foods through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. I won't go there for the moment, but you can read 1 Corinthians chapter 8, where Paul says we are neither the worse or the better if we eat or we don't eat. Romans 14, Paul says, you're not the worse or the better if you worship on a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning, or a Saturday night. One man puts one day above another. Another man sees all days alike. Follow your conscience. Don't sin against your conscience. But if you feel free to eat that or worship on that night or that morning, you are free in Christ. Don't let someone tell you, oh, you ate that. <gasps> you, and, you know, I grew up in a system where you couldn't eat certain things on Friday. Anybody else recovering from that system? <laughs> okay. And so you could eat fish, but you couldn't eat meat. Like a regular part of my diet growing up was bologna sandwiches. Doesn't that explain a lot? Anyway, so, and I remember a Friday biting into a bologna sandwich and going, Oh no, I'm condemned. My bologna has a first name. It's O-S-E-A. Never mind. It's an old commercial. It has absolutely no relevance. But here's the thing. It's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. Food. It's what comes out of a man that defiles that man. You eat what the Lord directs you to eat and you don't let someone tell you you're not in good standing unless you're a vegetarian. That's nonsense. And you can tell vegetarians because they're usually leaning over. They don't have a, enough strength. To, I'm sorry, vegetarians. I love you. You're freeing Christ to be a vegetarian. You truly are. And I love you just the same. Now, <laughs> if you skip down to verse 17, just really quick, you can see something else about leaders it says in verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. It says, uh, don't give them grief, right? Let them do their job joyfully. And um, I want to just say a word about verse 17. This is not a carte blanche. You, you obey a leader because he's a leader. You, this is not carte blanche. You obey me because I'm a pastor. I'm an elder. If you hear someone saying that, run for the nearest exit. There was a, a discipleship movement uh, decades ago, and it was called a shepherding movement. And there's probably some groups that exist like this today. And they said that your shepherd or your discipler, uh, you couldn't do anything without their permission. You couldn't get married. You couldn't date unless they gave you approval. Run for the nearest exit. Because godly leadership doesn't lord it over people, neither do I need to remind you of your obligation to leadership. If I am a servant leader and I lead you well, I think that you will follow those who are following Christ. Amen? But I will say, not to downplay it, obeying your leaders is still a verse that we need to be aware of. And leaders do have a certain amount of authority because, of course, they will give an account to the ultimate shepherd, who is Jesus Christ. 
So you can see Hebrews 13, 8, uh, surrounded by two leadership verses. And uh, the strengthening by grace is important. We're going to spend the rest of our time on verse 8. And here's the, this most precious verse. Jesus Christ, Jesus is his name, Yeshua in Hebrew, Jesus in Greek, Jesus, if you are in Mexico. Um, it's not as important what language his name is translated into. Um, because if you only know Spanish, you're going to probably call him Jesus. Um, English readers of the New Testament say Jesus because that's how the word comes to us in English. His name, originally, his parents would have called him Yeshua. Yeshua was the name given to Joseph by the angel. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will what? Take, he will save his people from their sins. Yeshua means Yahweh saves, or Yahweh is salvation. Christ is his title. Christ is Christos in Greek, Messiah in Hebrew, and it literally means the anointed one. So they would anoint kings, priests, uh, the, the prophets would come to the house, like in David's case, and anoint, or in Saul's case. Jesus is Yahweh saves. He's the anointed one who brings salvation, if you will. And here's what we learn about Jesus. He's the same. He doesn't change. He won't fail us. He won't forsake us. And he's the same yesterday and today. Yes, that's added by the translators in the New American Standard. Yes, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever speaks of Jesus's immutability. Big word simply means he is unchanging. Jesus does not change. And what that means is that Jesus is God. In Malachi 3, 6, uh, the Lord said, I, the Lord, do not change. Jesus Christ is the same. Now, he took on the additional nature of humanity when he became a baby, right? But his essential person and nature never changes. He's the same yesterday. What does that mean? Well, it probably looks back to the days of his earthly ministry. Uh, flip back to Hebrews 5. Take a look. This is uh, verse 7, and this is the NIV. I like the way the NIV has this. 5.7 says, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, Hebrews 5, 7, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. That might be the Garden of Gethsemane there. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is the same yesterday. You've been listening to Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever, part two on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, verses 7 through 9. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast 
iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station. If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. I want to thank some brand new Walk in Truth partners. Thank you for helping us to raise monthly funds to take advantage of a new opportunity in Oahu, Hawaii. We still need more monthly partners. The goal is about $2,500 a month that we need to get on this new radio station. And so you can imagine whatever that equals to. Uh, I won't try to do the math right now, but we need many, many committed monthly givers to get there. So when you go to walkintruth.com, walkintruth.com, right there on the homepage, you'll see the logo of the radio station in Hawaii. And you can click on there and follow the prompts and know how to give. Your gifts are tax deductible. The most important thing is they help us expand the reach of this ministry. Walkintruth.com. Please keep us in prayer. Think about, pray about, become a monthly partner today. Walkintruth.com. Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, 7 through 9, called Jesus the Same Yesterday, Today, and Forever. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.